is a girl that's a ketana that her brother or her mother married her off and then before she becomes an adult she's able to make a mi'un which is a refusal she doesn't need a gift and that uh, negates the kiddushin retroactively when she makes mi'un so she's a mima'enet shiniya means somebody that married certain adayot are only forbidden that's called a shiniya la'adayot ve'ha'aylonit aylonit is a lady that cannot uh, get pregnant and give birth and la'em ketubah so all these cases over here uh, in the case where the husband divorced let's say so the lady does not get a ketubah now that she get a ketubah velo perot nor uh, does the hachamim um, normally said that because the husband is able to eat perot of the wife, which she brings into the marriage, is called the Ksimilog. She's able to eat the, he's able to eat the peron. As a result, he has to redeem her. If she's taken into captivity, he accepts upon the responsibility to pay for the ransom. He is not obligated in such a marriage to do such a thing. So when it says perot, it means the zechut that the perot uh, normally would obligate him. He's not obligated to redeem her. Nor is he obligated to support her and give her mizonot. Now, of course, that has to be explained. Uh, bottom line, they're married at this point. Uh, how could it mean that he doesn't have to give a mizonot? It might mean that if, let's say, he goes away and she borrows money to pay for a mizonot, he doesn't have to pay her back. But of course, if they're living together, he has to feed her. But again, he doesn't have to pay her back if she spent or borrowed money against the mizonot. Belaot uh, is talking about the uh, worn out clothes that she brought into the marriage and they uh, got worn out. So these Belaot, uh, um, uh, she doesn't uh, she doesn't get as well. So all these cases over here, uh, we have to see why she doesn't get a ketubah. So let's read Rashi. Rashi says in the Mishnah, "Elahem ketubah memaenet mishum demeatzma yotzah memaenet because she dissolved the marriage. She made the miun. Since the uh, dissolving of the marriage happened through her." So therefore she loses her ketubah. Shiniya kinasad rabbananu. Shiniya, well she married her. She married this guy, was be'isud. And she uh, doesn't mind staying married. Actually the Yabarat says she seduces him in the marriage to stay married. You know she sued rabbanan. Because she doesn't become pasu from such a marriage. Nor does her children become pasu. So therefore since she, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, seduces him to stay married. The rabbis put a, uh, uh, penalized her and took away the... Uh, she seduces him to stay married because she has nothing to she doesn't become pasun or as her children pasun obviously 
We married a girl, he thought that she's going to be able to bear children. She's not able to have children, so therefore he's not obligated to pay the ketubah. No perot. Perot, we explained already, means the deen of perot. Which says normally the husband eats the perot of the wife, he's obligated to redeem her if she's held ransom. So he doesn't have to redeem her and pay the ransom. So she's a deen perot. The if she was taken into captivity, and therefore since she's not obligated to pay the ketubah, she's not obligated to any of the conditions of the ketubah uh, as well. So that is the first part of the Mishnah. She says, These are the worn out clothes. She brought into the marriage and she evaluated them. And he wore them. It seems the wearing of the Begadim is the Perot. So he was wearing the Begadim and they uh, worn out. For some reason, they have to return the worn out garments to her. On the way out, that must be a kanaz as well. We'll see what type of uh, what type of garments we're talking about over here. Mishnah continues. If he knew from the beginning that she was Ilonit, so it wasn't no mekachtaut over. He knew from the beginning. Yes, like and all the others also because it was a marriage that was done with uh, his uh, his willingness. He knew exactly what he was getting into. And another marriage a kohen gadol, which is yisud deoraita, girusha v'halutza, or a girusha or a halutza. The kohen gadol is also yisud deoraita. Which is very interesting. We have to see why exactly uh, there's going to be a ketubah. So look at that. Because by this marriage over here, she becomes pasul. She becomes a halala, and the children become. Halalim, and therefore she's not seducing him in this marriage. On the contrary, he's the one that's seducing her to stay married. Therefore, since he's the one that's doing the seducing to stay married, the rabbis put a knas on him that he has to pay ketubah and all the other and all the other items. She says, she's not seducing him to stay married. He's trying to force her to stay married. Okay, now we begin the Gemara. The Gemara says, Wanting to get divorced quickly. Yeah, so you have to pay. Bottom line, you made the You got a Bottom line, you made the and you are got a You got a You got a You she does not get a ketubah because the marriage of a ketana according to Rav is nothing. It does not have a nisu'in, and even if the husband gave a get, still there is no ketubah. Because she came, it's certainly where she's the one that dissolved it. Hadush of Rav is even when he dissolved it by giving a get, there is no ketubah. Because she came when she's the one that dissolved it. Shemuel argues and says, Tarim ema'enet in the ketubah. Only when she dissolves it is no ketubah. Aval, yutzabiket, but if he divorced her, he divorced her. Which means, once we established that there's a nisuin for a ketana that the mother or the brother married her off, <coughs> so therefore, if the husband divorced her with a get, so therefore she's right to get a ketana like any other lady. Shimon goes according to his reasoning that says what? That if they go out with a get, she gets a ketubah. 
If she's the one that dissolved the marriage by making me own, furthermore, the Yomara says, the girl that makes me own, since she dissolves her marriage retroactively, she doesn't become forbidden to his brothers. Normally, it's forbidden to a lady to marry the husband's brothers, but this opens the marriage never happened because she made me own retroactively, so therefore, she'd be permissible to marry a brother. She's not the Sulam and Kohen. She does not have a deed of Girusha because uh, she does not have the right to She can marry a Kohen. However, if the husband gave her a get, then she's considered Eshet Ach, and therefore she cannot marry the brothers. Oops, Salam and Kohen. The divorce is divorced. She does not have a get. Furthermore, normally a lady after she gets divorced she has to wait three months of Havana before she can get married to somebody else. However, she does not have to wait for three months okay but what's the difference over here so that she says at the bottom that she was ever married therefore since by Magnusha that's only a married lady they said she has to wait three months but if she was never married she can't get pregnant <coughs> she, she can't get pregnant anyway because she's a Ketanah but the rabbi said Lopeluk the rabbi didn't make a Chaluk between a Ketanah and a Gedah but a Ketanah they made Mi'un where the marriage is not even there then the rabbi didn't make the Gezerah of three months Ve'ena bechlal sh'ar takarot she'gazu ha'chamim nechot sh'ar nesuot she'nesichun l'amtin ha'lil tzatan ba'alim sh'osha chodashim yotza beget se'lichan l'amtin ma'afagav de'lekan tzabur ketanah be'mo'beret Anyway, the Gemara says by Kabbalah Shemuel, what will you teach me with all these halachot? Tanin and Kolu, it's a befelush Mishnah Yibamot. The Mishnah says, "I'm a ma'enet be'ish." If a lady makes me own whom mutar b'kroboteha, he mutar b'kroboshi. He's permissible with her relatives, and she's permissible with his relatives. Ve'lo pesalam and akuna. Natan laget who asul b'kroboteha v'yatsu avikudavub salam and akuna. So the befelush Mishnah Shmuel, what did you add that we didn't know already from the Mishnah? So the Chalam teach Koshach on that. The three month rule we didn't learn in the Mishnah. Then we added us the Hadush of the three month rule. Let us say that this If the marriage of the Ketanah is considered a marriage, let us say that that is indeed a Mahluk amongst the Tanaim between the Bili Aizad and the Bi Yoshua. Why? The Bili Aizad omit that the marriage of the Ketanah, brother or mother, brother or mother marries her, it is nothing. It's like the Sarah Nisuin, even. Therefore, the end the husband gets nothing. Normally, the husband has rights to the wife's mitziah. Uh, Here, since the marriage is nothing, so the husband doesn't get the mitziah. They're not her handiwork. Does he have rights to nullify her? Nor does he inherit her if she dies. However, the rabbis did say. A mi'un is necessary in order to dissolve the nisuin. So it sounds like that what? The bilayis is going like graph. That says that since the, kiddush, the marriage of a ketanah is not nothing, therefore there's no ketubah. Just like you're saying over here, include. Rabbi Yeshua Meno, ma'asek ketanah kilu. Oh, the ma'asek is something. It has a strength. Albeit that a banana has strength. And therefore, ma'ala has a kerim si'atah. Therefore, the husband gets the mitzi'ah, or ma'asek ketanah. Yon shah metamela. He inherits any also. Metamela, klalo shedavar. Harei ke eshtol echol davar. No matter what, even if he gives her a get, he's going like 
that dissolves the whole that there's no marriage by Ketana. Let Rabbi Yoshua go like Shemuel. Shemuel go like Rabbi Yoshua. That says what? No, yes, Klum is something. There. Therefore, needs a get in the case where there's a he needs a, a kitubah in the case where there's a divorce. The Gemara says hold. Avi bad Rabbi Liazir kol alma no peligi. According to Rabbi Liazir, at least there is no mahlokit between Rav and Shemuel, which means that a there's not going to be a kitubah. By a ketana that gets a gerushin, because Rabbi Eze clearly says that the Baal has no rights. The Baal has no; he doesn't get the mitziah, he doesn't get hafanah dariim, he doesn't yorsha. So certainly we're not going to make him pay a ketubah. Not getting anything from him. So certainly we're not going to say that he has to pay a ketubah on the way out. So according to Rabbi Eze, it's clear there's no mahlok in it. According to everybody, according to Rabbi Eze, you do not have to pay the ketubah. However, keep it. He alibad Rabbi Yoshua. The mahlok would be in Rabbi Yoshua's opinion. Why was Rabbi Yoshua say Shmuel ki Rabbi Yoshua? Shmuel will say what <coughs> like Rabbi Yoshua that what that just like the husband gets all the benefits he has to pay also a ketubah. Rav what's Rav going to say? Ad kam lo kamar Rabbi Yoshua atam elam medida. Which means Rabbi Yoshua will only say that she's responsible to give her things to the husband. But from him to give his ketubah to her, lo, which is even Rabbi Yoshua will say she does not get, which means Dachamim wanted to, 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 to give her an advantage to get married. Because Ketana, if she doesn't get married, she's getting into trouble. So therefore, they wanted to give an, uh, an incentive for the husband to marry this Ketana to keep her off the street. So how do they give her an incentive? They give him all the perks. Uh, he gets Yerusha, he gets Pero, uh, he gets Masiyadeha, uh, and so on and so forth. But they only gave him the advantages. However, if he dissolves the marriage, does not have to give her a kid. But they only made it one way. Hard things to him, but not his things to her. To her. So it could be that Yeshua only was learning one way. Just because, she, just because he gets perks doesn't mean he has to give up perks. He's getting the perks because he, we, with the rabbi says, you know what, Skilmans, we want you to marry her. We want you to, uh, uh, to keep getting her off the street. So then we'll give you these perks. But not that in the case when he dissolves the marriage does he have to give back the ketubah. So then we're in the Yeshua, there's Malukti Nat and Shemuel. We continue. The Mishnah said that after the marriage is dissolved by the Mi'un case, and all these cases, the Shinyav and the, and the case of the Idoni, in all these cases over here, <coughs> she doesn't get Ketubah, nor does she get her worn out clothes. Now, we learned earlier, we learned as many times already, there's two types of Nechassim uh, uh, that a lady brings into the marriage. One is called Nechassimilog, and one is called Nechassimilog. Let's review Nechassimilog and Nechassimilog. Nechassimilog is what? The items that she brings into the marriage, <coughs> that what? That we assess them, or we don't assess them, so the husband is the perot. The husband gets the perot, and then she gets them back as they are. If they're worn out, they're worn out. If they're still there, they're still there. The husband only eats the perot, so we don't need to assess them, because the husband is only eating the perot, they return back to the sender uh, exactly the way they are. Then it's called excess from Barzil. Actually, the husband assesses them because they become his property. He accepts upon himself to pay them back as they were at the time of the, sh- uh, of the marriage. He could sell them, he could do whatever he wants. Anyway, he accepted responsibility for them. He accepted that when the marriage is dissolved, he's going to pay them back a certain amount of money called the uh, So that's the Nixay Sombazir in the husband's possession, so to speak, because he could do whatever he wants. Because anyway, he accepted responsibility to pay them back. And the log is really in the lady's possession, and he only has a right to eat the pin or whatever happens to them, happened to them, and he just returns it as it is uh, <coughs> to, the, to the lady at the time of the divorce. So now we want to discuss over these these bilaot, these worn out clothes that you're talking about. What type of clothes are we talking about? You say she doesn't get back. 
why shouldn't she, why, why she, she, shouldn't she, she get that back? <coughs> So the Gemara also says, "Amal leRavuna berchayal leRavkana Amad la Mishemed Shmuel lo shanu ela." That which is said, the lady don't get these worn-out clothes back. Ela nixe milok. It's talking about the nixe milok type of clothes. Abad nixe som barzel itla. So he makes some some type of haluk between nixe milok and nixe som barzel. The Gemara does not understand this haluk. The Gemara is going to right away challenge it. Habiba, not Papa. Habiba means he analyzed it. He was trying to understand it. Ahia, which one of these ladies? we talk about there's three ladies in the Mishnah that we're talking about we're talking about a Mima'in we're talking about a Shiniya he married a Shiniya or we're talking about an Ailunit which one of these uh, cases was the Rabbi talking about Idi Ma'amima'in it's a bit case talking about a case where the Ketana made a Mi'un Idi Itnehu if these garments are still around Idi Bi'idi Shakla she should get everything which means why shouldn't she get Niximilog Niximilog belongs to her and Niximilog goes back there anyway so then why should she lose any of these garments so I said, okay, what I want to say over here, they're ours. Now, be delete, and if you're ready to tell me that they're so worn out that they're not, uh, that they're not around, so then what? lo shakla, which means she doesn't have to get, she shouldn't get anything. Now, why should she get anything? If they're not around, then the husband obligate himself to pay. I understand that Simulok doesn't have, she doesn't have to get, because Simulok, okay, they're worn out, they're worn out, it's not my problem. But what about Simulok? So Simulok, the husband obligated himself uh, to pay because he could come along and say yeah, I'll pay it if I divorced you but you made me un. you made me but I'm not paying you so therefore if the cases were to where they're not around anymore so therefore he wouldn't have to pay not Niximilog and not Niximilog so again keep in mind the cases where she dissolved the marriage he can come along and say you dissolved the marriage good luck to you I don't have to, I'm not paying you if I, if I dissolved it I would have paid you so much so you might want to know it's the reminder of if they're around she gets everything if they're not around the hell she doesn't have to get she shouldn't get anything so airline uh, must be the case was talking about I don't <coughs> Oh, so when a guy married an Ailunit, he didn't know that she was an Ailunit. Oh, so the Gemara Kavrulah does the same question. If the items are still around, again, she should get everything. Same point. The same law belonged to her. The same law belonged to obligated himself anyway. So if they're around, just give them right back to her. If they're not around over there, oh, so then already, then already it should be the reverse then what the rabbi said. Why should it be the reverse? Let's see why. Right. That's always in her possession. She should get back. Why not? However, not in her possession. Because the husband takes responsibility for the accepted full, 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 full rights. Letla, she should not uh, get them over here, which means she should not get a, uh, a compensation. Why? Because she's an Ilonit. Uh, he didn't marry her knowing that she's an Ilonit. So she should be the opposite. If the Nixel Milog are still around, okay, take it back. Look, I'm not losing anything. I never had them anyway. But somebody, you want me to pay now for something I took responsibility, not knowing that you were an Ilonit? So if, were, if it's an Ilonit, it's the opposite. She should get back to Nixer Milog, and he should be able to keep the Nixer Sombazel. And the rabbi said the exact opposite. So what's the case that you're talking about? It's not my specific case. Now he married a Shiniyah, which means he married an Adayot that's only 
Now, Menadin should be the same law. Take back your Nixemid look. Take back your Nixemid look because uh, you know, I'm not interested in uh, yours. Nixemid look belongs to you. And the Kaoran Nixemid so Banzan, he shouldn't have to uh, he shouldn't have to pay. Just like we said by the Anulit case. Why would he have to pay? She's she, 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 she suit him. Kebra says, Kansuna Banan, Ledida, Bedide. The rabbi did a reverse kanas over here. They took what belongs to her, they took away from her, and what belongs to him, they took away from him. They did a reverse uh, uh, kanas over here. When the log that really belonged to her, they took away. And the that really uh, belonged to him, they took away from uh, from 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 from, uh, from him. Now, why did they do that? Okay, that, that? That's the next question. Now let's go to Kadashi. Now let's go to Kadashi. Yara says Ashiniyah. See the Ashiniyah. All the way down. Ashiniyah. The kids want Ashiniyah. Shehem nisuei avera. Mishud rabbanan alayot mitrabbanat. Betama dida mishum kenasa uchkon delitneru. Right. So my love, it's a kenasa. Nevekansu rabbanan kolomat. Medina ibcha bebeir. Really, it should be ibcha. Really, it should be again like we said. Nixem milog, which are hers, she should get the nixem milog. And nixem from Bazel, you're not going to make him pay nixem from Bazel on the case where she was, uh, she was Isud. But they did the reverse. Ela kanun hafru et adavar. La akon mehem torat nisuin. Kansu otam mimal shayala ui legabot. They penalized her what she should have gotten. She should have gotten nixem milog. They took that away from her. The Gabor is so umaynihu manem matayot. Well, by the way, more than that, they took away the maneh, the matayim, the whole ketubah. That's that, that, that just coming to her. Umezonot, ubelaot, and ikse milog. Sheotzi. Because really he, he didn't have a right uh, to spend these next symbol because really the marriage was a marriage being sued. So therefore, uh, they took away her next symbol. And uh, with the stuff that really belonged to him, they can ask him. They make him pay it back. So basically, they put a reverse kanas on this marriage over that was done. The Isur. continues. We learned from this over from the Ratkana. Ayla le gilima. If a lady brought in, so let's say, a, a shirt or a robe into the marriage, and the robe is nixim below. The question is, what's considered perot of a robe? So Yabara says, Karna Avi. The big in itself is considered Keren. And the only, no, using it is not Perot. Keren is considered Keren. The only way you can get Perot of such an item is to sell it, buy Karka, and use the uh, Karka's Perot. We don't say wear it. And we don't consider the wearing is going to be considered the perot of the of the garment. Now, where, 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 where do we where do we see that from? From the fact that we see in the case that Rabkana just said, in the case of Shiniyal Adayob, we married, we make a knas that she's not going to get the uh, the nixemi log. She's not going to get the nixemi, even though the nixemi log belonged to her. Right, the symbol belongs to her. We're hadushes that we're not going to give it back over here. Mashma that what? That a lady normally would get compensation for that. Which is these, these, this shirt that she brought in, this, this robe wore out. Normally, this is hers. We're not going to compensate. He used it. 
illegally. He was using the rope. Even though really it's hard that she should get compensated, we don't. Only in this case, because we make a kanas. Masra in a regular case where he used a robe by wearing it, uh, that's considered illegal. Why? Because that's not considered perot. And therefore, from the kanas law, that in this case, we kanas that she loses it. But in a regular case, she would get compensated. That means what? That his wearing the robe is considered an illegal usage of it. And therefore, she normally would get compensated in a regular marriage. So what, what, what's the perot of a robe? Perot of a robe is selling it and buying karka and using the karka perot. What do you mean? But the Gemara says that Rav Nachman clearly said that wearing the robe is considered perot. Rav Nachman peliga. You're right. Nachman's arguing. We cannot reconcile. In the Kanami's arguing. Gemara says in them ketuba all these cases of these three ladies. The bema'enet the shniyan da'elunid. What do they have in common? They all lose the ketuba. Mashumuelo shenu ena manematayim. They all lose the main part of the ketuba. However, about Tosefet Yeshlahim. Why Tosefet Yeshlahim? To Sefet, he adds an extra money because of Chibat Bi'ah. Because of the fact that, uh, you know, he, it's endearing that he has Bi'ah with him. He had Bi'ah with these ladies. So therefore, he only relinquishes the Mishnah to go away the actual Ketubah itself. But because the extra money that he obligates himself for the Ketubah, they still get these ladies. Tanya supporters. Yes, but there's certain ladies that it clearly says that they go out without a ketubah kigon or vedet al dachi, not modest, in all the cases that we learned in Yibamot over there. <coughs> so these cases, I'm sorry, we learned in um, Ketubot above, they even lose the tosefet, so when it says yotzot shelo bichtubah, that's much more they go out without a ketubah. At all, uh, our Mishnah is a little different. Our Mishnah just says "en lahem ketuba" is different than "yosot shelobe ketuba." "En ketuba" means they're not the main ketuba, but to say for that, when it says "yosot shelobe ketuba." That's not like they don't have any kid not even the Tosef. So there's a difference between the two cases. What's that case over there? Let's say a lady that goes out because she has Shemra. There's a rumor that she made Znud. She takes whatever's in front of her. What's in front of her? She doesn't get a kid she got nothing. She grabs the Nixim Milog, whatever she can take, and she takes a walk. We have a proof to this to Ravuna. She, she loses everything, but she doesn't lose the bilaot that is still around. Whatever she can take from her nixemi dog, she grabs the back of that fish. Tani tanakim adam nachman zinta hitzida bilaotel kaimim. Another rabbi says no. That if she zinta, she even loses the bilaot that are around. Amade imhi zinta kelamizanai. They come along and said, "What do you mean? If she committed zinut, what did the begadim do? A begadim didn't commit zinut. Why should she lose her uh, begadim?" <coughs> So Gemara says, "Tanid lo ifsida belaotea kemi." So reverse the lighter. She doesn't lose her belaotea. She doesn't lose her bichemilug. Amara Baba Chana, Amara Yohanan, Zu. This lighter that says over here without any name on it, Zu. The Vedabi Menachem, Shlimataa. 
He's the author of all the Stamishnas. Abal Hakamim Omlim Zinta. No, Ibsida Belaotek. The Belaotek said that what? That she does lose it. That's the Bibinachem. Abal Hakamim come along and say she does not lose her Belaotek. Now we said in the Mishnah, if initially he married her knowing that she's an Ailunit, no Mekatotov, he knew that she was an Ailunit from the beginning, therefore he has to pay her Haketubah and all the other benefits. So the Yamara says, Amar Abuna, Ailunit, Isha, Ve'ena Isha. Ailunit, sometimes she has the status of a wife, sometimes she has the status of a non wife. Almana, Isha, Gimunabana. Almana always had his status. Almana, Tukwengel, always has the status of a wife. Gimara will explain. Ailunit, Isha, Ve'ena Isha. Sometimes she's considered a wife, sometimes she's not considered a wife. Hekir ba, let's say the husband knew initially that she was an Idonit, just like Ketubah, that she's a wife. Because he knew already from the beginning that she was an Idonit, so she has a regular status of a wife. However, lo Hekir ba, and to the beginning he did not recognize that she's an Idonit, he's not, she's not considered a wife, therefore, er, not Ketubah. However, Almana, Isha Gimura, Hedush over here. Ben Ekirba, Ben Lo Ekirba, Yesh la Ketubah. By Almana, whether he knew or not, she always gets the ketubah. We'll have to see where exactly uh, Ravuna got this from. But clearly he's saying that this whole deen over here, whether you knew or you not knew, that only applies to Adonit. No matter what happens, when they get married, always the deen is what? He has to pay the ketubah. Both of them have the same status. Isha ve'ena isha. Hikir ba yesha ketubah. No hikir ba yesha ketubah. Same law applies to Adonit. Same law applies to Adonit. Same law applies to Adonit. We have a question from Adonit. I cannot say that Haskat Shehi. Let's say he married her with the Haskat Awad. He knew that she was an almana. Vinim said she can't, and it was true that she was an almana. Yes, that's much power. Only because he married her knowing that she was an almana. Make the deal. But if he married her, stam. And la ketuba. So you see clearly we have a question again. Uh, 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 this, uh, this 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 statement over here. Because you, you just told me what Ravuna. You told me that when it comes to Amma, it doesn't matter whether he knows or does not know. He has to pay ketuba. Adrabah was single, but only when he uh, only when he knew he had to pay ketuba. If he didn't know, he doesn't have to pay the ketubah. So the brother says, "Lo tema hastama ena ketubah." No, don't make the view that stama ena ketubah. Really, stama also she gets ketubah. Ela ema keratzab behaskat she ena ket. Only the negative case. When he married her, thinking when he married her with the idea that she's not an almana, then he said she can ena ketubah. That if she he married her stipulatively, not thinking that she's not an almana, then she became then he fell with her. Then he loses, she loses the ketubah. Mashiachin in the stam case, he has to pay the uh, ketubah. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, so tell me the stab case. What do you tell me the, 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 the tell, tell me the bigger hadush. The bigger hadush is that even the stam, uh, he, has to, uh, he has to pay the ketubah. So the Gemara says, about stama mai. Ita, but in the case of Stam, you want to tell me that she has a ketubah? Adetani behazkachikin. Instead of telling me the case that he married her knowing that she's an Albana, she gets a ketubah. Tell me a better case. Tell me even in the Stam case she gets the ketubah. But I'm saying, yes, the ketubah, the Shemayin and Stama. Tell me the case of Stama, because she can, all the more so. I'll know the case of, uh, 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 of married her behazkachi Albana. So Yabra says, oh, not only that, Tani Kenasa. It says in the bright, a different uh, bright, Kenasa. He married her knowing that she's an almana. Then he said, Biyadua. And it came out that she was an almana. Yes, like Ketubah. Kenasah, Stam. Clearly, it says in the black that he married her Stam and La Ketubah. 
so therefore he thought, oh, this fenus of knowing and not knowing only applies to Amunit, but by Almanah, it doesn't matter. But really the rule of knowing and not knowing applies not only to the Amunit case, but also to the Almanah case. So the, the structure of the Mishnah is what fooled Ravuna. So the fact that the Mishnah made this fenus between knowing and not knowing, by that government, Almanah did not make this fenus by Almanah. He thought that even by Almanah, she gets it to Ma'am Belai. He said, Tari la when it says the case of Almana it's going in the same Hanuk that we learned about by Almanita. If he knew that she was an Almana from the beginning, she gets Ketubah. If he didn't know that she was an Almana, just like if he didn't know she's an there is no Ketubah. So the rule of Almanita is going in the rule of guy marries a lady he has she already had a daughter from a different marriage so he obligates himself to support the daughter for five years and uh, nothing to talk he has an obligation to, to support her for five years now what happened in the interim she got divorced from the first guy and she married the second guy. She made a deal with the second guy and he also supports his daughter five years Mizanot. So now the daughter is getting Mizanot from the first husband and Mizanot from the, the second husband. The, the, the first husband, he, he, she didn't stipulate uh, if I get divorced or not. She said five years, five years. So now hey, the girl's going to get Mizanot from what? How much Mizanot can the girl eat? So therefore the Mishnah is going to say one has to actually give her Mizanot. One has to give her money. The money of the Mizanot. So Mishnah says, when he said, the same deal. So the deen is Hayab Nazuna Hameshanim. Lo Azuna. The first guy can't say, Listen, you divorced me. When she comes to my house, I give it a Mizunot. No, he he he's obligated to go to her because he made this obligation. Where the mother is. Listen, you said you'll give us a note. I said I'll give us a note. So we'll, we'll split it. No, that wasn't the deal. Two deals. Exactly. Two separate deals. We'll go we'll split it. One has to give her actual food. How much can she eat? And then when you give her the name is a note also. Now, now let's say the girl got married. So now her husband has to give her a note. So she's getting Mizanot from three places. She's getting Mizanot from her husband, and she's getting Mizanot from the two husbands of her mother. So the husband gives her the actual Mizanot, so she's eating, and she gets two two checks from uh, the separate husband obligated themselves for five years. Let's say the husband dies. Now, doesn't matter if the husband died. Their state is mortgaged to pay these five years of Mizanot. So the children, they get Yerushah, and they get their money from lands that are uh, free. However, the she has a lien on all the other properties on the land. And then the land does not go to them because they're Balchov. Balchov puts a lien on the land. So therefore, they get to take the lands of the inheritance, comes to them first, in order to pay the debt for the five years. And Balchov puts a lien on the land, so therefore, they get the lead lands. That became, now, what did the smart people do? How you 
They would add that stipulation. They would say, five years as long as we're married. <laughs> because uh, they know that they want to support this girl uh, forever. So they would add that extra stipulation in the Ketubah. <laughs>